Dr. Nicola Spooner was raised on a beef cattle property in Queensland, Australia, knowing from an early age that she wanted to be a veterinarian. After graduating from the University of Queensland with first-class honors in 2001, she worked in a mixed animal practice for two years before completing a small animal rotating internship at Queensland Veterinary Specialists and Pet Emergency in 2004. She obtained her membership of the Australian College of Veterinary Scientists in Small Animal Emergency Medicine and Critical Care in 2005. After leaving the emergency practice, she worked in both mixed and small animal private practice. Her son's health challenge led her to integrative medicine. In 2018, she completed graduate diplomas in veterinary Western herbal medicine and veterinary acupuncture with CIVT. She also earned her certificate four in training and education and has worked in the field of education for both veterinarians and veterinary nurses for 14 years. Currently, she works part-time in general practice offering integrated medicine consultations for small animal patients and serves as the registered training organization manager for CIVT. Please enjoy this conversation with Dr. Nick Spooner as we discuss her childhood, practice experience, training in integrated medicine, and her suggestions for people interested in learning more about integrated medicine. Dr. Spooner, thanks for taking the time to talk today. Hi, Neil. Thank you for having me. So where did you grow up? So I grew up on a beef cattle property in um, regional central Queensland in Australia. Um, was it a large farm? It was about 13,000 acres, so um, not large by Australian standards, but um, uh, it, you know, good couple of hours horse riding to get from one side to the other. Um, a lot of different animals or just cattle? We just had um, beef cattle on our property, but I grew up surrounded by border collies and chickens and horses. So um, I, uh, it's no surprise that I was interested in uh, veterinary medicine from an early age um, with a, a childhood like that. I just loved being out in the, out in the dirt in the bush with the animals. So um, you were young, you knew you wanted to be a veterinarian. Was that the only thing that you had your eye on as far as school went then? I was pretty focused on on um, veterinary medicine from the start. I knew I wanted to work um, with with animals, um, and I, I I had my sights set on that from a fairly early age. So where'd you go to school then? So um, veterinary school. I yeah. um, I went um, straight in from high school to veterinary school at the University of Queensland, which is in Brisbane. Mm -hmm. That was a five year degree there. Did you enjoy school? I did. I had quite a few health challenges through my university years, so um, I it, it wasn't quite the um, the experience I'd hoped for. It's uh, as everyone who's done vet science knows, it's a um, pretty heavy workload. Um, but um, I, I I I loved the learning. I um, yeah, it it was overall a pretty positive experience. How many people were in your class? About 100 in my year, 85% um, female actually the year I went through, but about 100 I graduated with. Wow. Uh, and what year did you graduate? Uh, 2001. All right. So did you know what sort of medicine you wanted to practice when you got out? Look, to be honest, I um, when I was younger, my uh, family uh, from uh Africa originally, and um, I had visions of being a, um, a wildlife or zoo vet. I actually did quite a bit of prac work in um, uh, the zoos when I was studying, 
Um, I think when I, by the time I got to graduation, though, I recognised that this was a, um, a tricky field to get into and I, um, due to growing up on a cattle property, I decided to take the plunge into mixed practice so that I could uh, work with large animals as, as well as small. So um, that's that's where I started out, certainly not in the path I am now, um, but straight into mixed practice. How many doctors were in the first practice you went to? Well, actually, I was. Uh, it had been a sole practice until I joined, um, and so I was the the second vet and the first female. So um, that came with it many challenges going into a, um, a rural community, being a female vet wanting to work with horses and and cattle. Um, uh, yeah, so um, two vet practice. Was it uh, in Queensland or what part of Australia were you in? It was in northern New South Wales. Okay. Um, was it was the practice owner a good mentor? Yes, uh, fantastic. He was. Um, he certainly uh, was a, an excellent um, large animal pr- practitioner, and I, I learned a lot uh, there. Um, the the community really only allowed for fairly more. Um, basic level of companion animal medicine though um, and what I discovered after after two years of being in that practice was that I really wanted to dive deep and get to the root of problems and be able to do full workups and um, and that was really limited um, being in a, a rural practice like that um, which is why I ultimately decided to leave after the two years. I, um, I'm a bit of a problem solver and I, and I um, was getting a little frustrated with um, the sort of the level of medicine I could practice with companion animals. So where did you go next? So then I was accepted into a rotating internship back up in um, in Brisbane, um, Queensland Veterinary Specialist and Pet Emergency. So it was a um, an internship program that rotated through primary care um, emergency, and then um, specialist care, working with the, the specialists across um, small animal medicine and surgery. So I did that for a year. Was the primary care located in the same facility or was it, were there other places you had to go? Yeah, it was just in, at that point, um, there was just the, the one facility. And so it was specialist center by day and emergency center um, um, out of hours. And so um, it was there that I discovered, I actually went in because I was um, interested in um, surgery initially. But once I started emergency work, I fell in love with um, being in the emergency center. I really, I um I really enjoyed um, the, the the pace of the work and the difference I could uh, make on a busy emergency shift. And so I then um, I became clinical director after I finished my uh, internship year of the emergency centre and went on to do my memberships in small animal emergency medicine and critical care and um, was at the centre there for a further three years. How many interns were there when you had your internship here? Oh, when I went through, there were just the three of us um, that rotated through. Now the program is much, much larger and the the, um, the specialist centre spans two buildings and they generally have about um, 10 interns a year. Sorry, but just, just the three of us when I went um, through. So um, uh, some very uh, long, long hours. <laughs> um and um, a lot of responsibility being the the only vet on for uh, many of the shifts. 
that's what that was my my uh, question was did did you kind of get thrown right into it and it sounds like you you did oh absolutely we were very lucky that the um the specialists and uh were always on the other end of the phone and very happy to help at any hour of the night um but it's certainly i found it like it it's a um it's challenging but i really love that being thrown into the deep end and um being forced to um you know, make de- make decisions and and I just learned so much. I, I just the, the my learning curve mm-hmm. during that um, that first year was just incredible. Was there was your schedule that you would do some daytime and then some overnight hours, or how did that work? Yeah, so during the internship year, um, yes, we um, we we split the time between the emergency and the specialist centre. Once I was um, solely in the emergency centre, though, I was primarily um, doing. Uh, long overnight shifts and to be honest that was one of the reasons I had to make the decision to uh, move on at the end of my time I really missed emergency work but the lifestyle um, it's really hard on your body working so many um, night shifts and I was um, keen to start a family and it wasn't going to be suited to that and it was always my goal to head back um, bush so it was it was tough to leave um, the emergency world um, because I, I, I really loved that chapter but um, it was the right time after almost four years there. When you finished that, or when you got into that internship, you'd had some clinical practice already. Did you feel like that prepared you a bit? Like it would have been a little bit more difficult stepping into an internship right out of school? That's right. And um, interestingly enough, I still um, assist with recruitment for that um, internship program um, as one of my uh, little um, side <laughs> um, projects. And um, most of the interns are straight out of of vet school and I actually as, as and I mean they do an incredibly amazing job launching straight in from vet school but I found personally having had that two years in general practice really um, helped to set me up because I mean vet school I, I really you know it's hard to prepare you for you know your, your first um, um, euthanasia and your first um, uh, you know, challenging um, case and difficult client and all of those sort of unique situations that that those people skills I felt I was in a much better place um, having learned those in a in a general practice um, before jumping into that fast-paced emergency world. I would think so. Um, so in your role now in helping to recruit, yes. how does the the institution do they do they place more weight or? on a person who's had some private practice experience or perhaps some other veterinary experience rather than someone coming right from school? Or is there any sort of uh, consideration there? Oh, look, to be honest, we um, it's very much just taken on a um, an individual basis and, and um, there are um, pluses and minuses to both, right? So, you know, for the reasons I explained for myself, I appreciated having that practice and we definitely see um, that um, helps certain applicants. But some applicants, you know, they finish their final year of vet school and they are just ready to go. They know exactly what they want. They want to be on that track into the specialist or emergency world and they thrive jumping straight into that environment. So, um, you know, we, we see the, um, the, the, you know, the, the benefits um, for for both um, type of applicant for sure. Sure, yeah. I just see over here in the United States that sometimes, depending on the institution, you know, that the private practice pra- private practice experience is looked down on a little bit. Like it's just not as good as having been 
uh, at sure. an institution and maybe done an internship. So when you're recruiting interns, um, are, are the bulk of them, what are their goals? Are they coming in like you just mentioned to they're, they're on a specialist track or are they just looking to get more experience out of school or is it a mix? Yeah, mostly they, they know that um, their, their future is um, in, um, in that extra, extra study and, and moving on into the, the specialist world and they know that a program like that is really a great, a great stepping stone um, if, if that's the pathway that you're um, keen to pursue. Yeah. And do you, do you follow them once they get into the internship program? Do people change their minds? That's, I ask that because I see that in an institution that I've been involved with here that interns come in, they, they all have ideas of being a specialist and then maybe things change as they get, as they see what a specialist life is like, you know, kind of as an intern and, and maybe change their minds and decide to go into private practice instead. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, that's one of the fantastic things about our profession is that ability to be able to, um, change your um, your course in in so many different directions. I mean, my my journey um, is you know perfect example of of that. And um, um, yeah, for sure, um, people's um, paths change for a, a number of of reasons. So many um, who come straight in from vet school are very focused, and and they they do reach their goals. That is a great observation, though. That you know, my my career included that you just there's so many chances or for us to be able to pivot if we want to. It's really, yes. it's really quite good. So where'd you go after the emergency clinic then? Yeah. So I, I headed back um, home to the family property in central Queensland and was um, working there as well as working um, part-time at a general practice in um, Emerald. So I was, I, I did after hours there, um, but bulk of my work was companion animal medicine and I was lucky it was a um, practice in a, a mining town where um, there was a um, fairly good um, standard of living so people had the money to spend on workups we had the options for um, specialists to um, come to the center so it was it's very much conventional care but it got me back into the the general practice world and I really enjoyed building the relationships with clients again where um, you know you had them um, got to follow their their journey and really connect with them over um, a number of months or, or years. So I did that for two years um, and until I fell um, pregnant. It is uh, it is a lot different than from emergency work, isn't it? You know, where you kind of meet someone and meet someone maybe not on their definitely not on their best day, and then and then they're out of your life, and then absolutely, uh, yeah, and huge general practice that allows that. Yes, that's exactly right. That bonding. All right. So, uh, how long were you in that position? Yeah, so I did that for um, for two years, um, and I yeah, I really um, I really enjoyed um, that sort of change. But I knew that um, it wasn't really um, long term option for me. I, I enjoyed it, but I, I knew I was going to need to challenge myself and and move in a different direction. Um, at the same time, I also got um, my um, certificate for and training in assessing and started exploring the world of of education. I was um, started working for um, a vet nursing school, and um, that was uh, yeah, that was I really enjoyed doing that alongside my clinical work. So that that program was local. So it's um, and it's, well, actually, I know they deliver the course um, internationally now as well, but um, it's. Uh, um, the Animal Industries Resource Centre, so they delivered a cert for vet nursing um, Australia-wide 
and I was involved in, in grading. So it was um, my – and it, uh, part of the reason I, I chose to um, take that on board was I knew that I wanted to be a mum and I knew that my life would have to start pivoting around uh, motherhood and I wanted to make sure I had options to be able to um, to work from home because, as um, as we all know, um, veterinary clinical work is very demanding and um, uh, you know, navigating family life when you're working long hours in a clinic is challenging. And so um, I knew that I needed to find some other pathways that were going to allow me to, um, to, to be at home for a certain part of my time. Wonderful. So when did holistic medicine come into your life? Right. So well, I left um, the, the practice in Emerald and we moved to um, a little town called Yapoon, um, which is on the Capricorn coast. And I had um, I took a, a break from clinical work for a, a few years. I um, had twin boys and um, and then a, a little girl. And I was just working with the, the vet nurse school at that time. I went back into a little bit of um, clinical work a couple of mornings a fortnight. And it was about that time um, one of my boys um, took me on um, the alternative health journey, which I'm sure is in the story of many of um, integrative vets out there. So he had issues with leaky gut and heavy metal toxicities, and I could not find the answers in conventional medicine. So I saw the functional doctors and the dietitians and the naturopath. I did all the summits. I listened to the lectures. I read all the textbooks like I took the deep dive into all of the alternative therapies. I feel like I tried absolutely every option there was um, and just immersed myself in that um, uh, in that world. And, I mean, I, I have an absolutely incredible, happy, healthy, strong 14-year-old boy at the other end of it. So um, I, I certainly, the journey taught me so much and it made me realise that that was what I was meant to do with my life in um, veterinary medicine, that um, I wanted to be able to offer all of those incredible um, therapies and um, options that I had explored for my own family um, to my veterinary patients. And so I discovered um, CIVT at that point. I did a few webinars, became a member. I took two of the essentials courses, so in Western Herbal Medicine and Acupuncture, and just fell in love with it all and knew that was what I wanted to do. So I was a, a single mum homeschooling small children at the time, but I launched into two um, graduate diplomas, um, veterinary Western herbal medicine and veterinary acupuncture at the same time. I remember during those years I was always waiting for class um, uh, after school sports to finish and I'd be reading notes on my phone and listening to lectures while I was cooking dinner and when you are learning the thing that you love, it doesn't feel like hard work. And I just um, I, I completed the two graduate diplomas and approached the um, the general practice I was working um, at in Rockhampton. I approached them and said, "Look, I want to offer this to our clientele." And I um, jumped in and started offering integrative veterinary medicine consults. So. Um, uh, natural nutrition, herbs, acupuncture, um, physical therapies. So, I, um, I, I just I've, I found that was my my niche, and I, I built a um, a local clientele um, with with that work. 
what possessed you to just to do two graduate diplomas at the same time? <laughs> oh, I think I started one and I realized that when you're doing integrative medicine, you're never just using one therapy, right? Like your patients come in and they need all of the things like you, I can't, I want to give this patient acupuncture. I also want to give them herbs and I want to switch their diet up. And I just, you, the more you learn, the more you realize there is to learn. So I just, I felt I didn't have enough in my toolkit. And so I just felt like I wanted to learn it all. And I, I chose acupuncture and Western herbal medicine. I felt they were my um, two, um, you know, the, the most critical tools to me at that point. And um, so the one of the wonderful things about the CIVT grad dips is that you're um, building your case logs from the the cases, you know, the, the clients that you're you're seeing. And so I found that I could do them simultaneously, right, because the patients were getting um, the herbs and they were getting the, um, the acupuncture um, treatments. And it, it actually... Um, it was a big workload, but it, it it blended really well together for me, and I felt it just um, made me a lot more confident as a practitioner to have um, those those qualifications under under my belt. Um, not just for me feeling um, skilled and confident in what I did, but in being taken seriously in what I in what I did, which is so important when you are the one integrative vet in a um, conventional practice, um, being able to say, look, I, what I do is evidence-based. Um, I, I, I have um, done the hard work. I have um, done a, a lot of additional study in this area, and it's um, really vital to be able to offer that here. Certainly with your responsibilities and your schedule, having the online option was, I'm sure, the best way to go. Oh, ab absolutely. And being so isolated from um, others doing what I do. So I was the only person um, sort of diving into integrative medicine here. And, and one of the amazing things about the online option is you're connecting with um, students all around the, the world and you, you're really um, finding your, um, your community um, in, in doing so. It really does. It's really uh, quite something to be able to build a, an online international community like that. Yes, absolutely. So was the practice supportive when you came to them and said you, you wanted to add these things? Well, it was very um, new um, and regional central Queensland, to be perfectly honest. Um, there is not really a, a big clientele looking for alternative um, therapies. So I knew I just had to jump in and and um, try and um, offer it alongside um, conventional medicine. So the, the benefits of being in a conventional practice was we had an agreement that I, when I wasn't seeing clients who specifically wanted integrative medicine, I was um, as helping out with conventional care. And it was in many of those um, consultations that you could say, look, this is, um, the conventional pathway forward, but if you're interested, we can talk about and and you would find that people who hadn't re hadn't really crossed their mind to consider those other options were actually open to those ideas. So I felt like that I really could bring something to the um, the practice. I was I was working as a, um, a conventional vet, but I was just bringing in um, new new tools and and helping to expand the client base. That's a great way to do it, I think. 
you know, have that, that mix. Um, are you still with that practice? So um, I, I had another um, little girl almost two years ago and I was there right up until I um, uh, took some maternity leave and I'm still working closely with them um, in a, a telehealth um, capacity at this point. So, yes, we, I still have a, um, a strong relationship and I, it's wonderful as an integrative vet to have that connection with a, a really supportive conventional practice like I do because my patients don't just need the, the therapies I can offer. Um, you know, I need to send them in for, for blood works, for, for imaging. Um, they still need the dental procedures and, and the surgeries and, and some will choose to have um, a lot of um, more conventional options and so being able to have a practice that I can um, share care with in that way is just um, so vital to what I do. It means I can practice true integrative medicine, which is um, using the two. It's not an either or. Like um, they they get to have the best of both worlds. They um, have all the conventional therapies at their disposal, and I can um, provide the, the support in in all of the other therapies. That is really nice, actually, to have that kind of for formal relationship. You know, to, oh, I'm so, I'm like so you said, fortunate. Yeah. 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 So how long have you been involved with CIVT? We should talk about that. Yes. So I, um, while I was studying my grad dips, um, uh, I connected with um, Dr. Barbara Fugere at a, a, n a number of times. And um, because I had my Cert for TAE training and assessing, um, I, it was a, um, a nice fit. I, I had the um, integrative studies and and then the um, training qualifications and she invited me on board to assist with uh, um, some of the compliance work in the um, college initially and I um, then managed to um, move up to the role of of RTO manager um, with Barbara's support she's just been just the most incredible mentor um, to me and um, just helped me really nurture and, and develop my um, career into this this role. I could not have um, have done it without her. And I, I work closely with with Barbara um, and, until the the practice uh, the so the college changed hands um, to our um, wonderful new team of um, directors and owners. And so as RTO manager, I got to dive um, deep into the workings of the the college, which, um, as as you know, there's 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 so much <laughs> that's involved: memberships, um, the webinar um, program, the um, all of the incredible course offerings, and and being online, it meant that I could continue to um, work from home, um, um, homeschool my children, and do something that I'm so incredibly passionate about, which is just sharing. Um, integrative veterinary medicine with with the world, and I, I'm I'm so fortunate. I feel to be able to work with um, my my local clientele and touch animals' lives on that personal level, but also to support um, vets and animal health professionals around the world and help them to make a difference in in their um, areas. I mean, it's just it's yeah, it's it's such an incredible privilege to be able to. Um, to, to have those responsibilities. When did you uh, start working with CIVT? Goodness, um, I think that was 2019. It was pre-COVID. 
All right. Um, yeah, I, th- I think um, it must have been 2019. Yeah. So what big, what big changes have you seen in the college over that time? So we uh, so other than um, we've got um, uh, Dr. Barbara Royal and Dr. Natasha Lilly and um, uh, Robert Kelly in Dubai as our uh, incredible um, management team. Um, obviously, that was a, a big change. But in terms of how um, the 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 day to day running of the college. Um, has changed. We've we've just um, continued to try and expand our reach. We've got a um, wonderful new um, website. We're um, continuing to develop um, courses. Um, we're trying to provide more offerings for the the animal health professionals and the um, and the pet owners. Um, during COVID, we didn't really have to change a lot of what we did because we were already um, so experienced in that online space already um that we could continue um what we were doing and and build our absolutely incredible faculty and our um our our core team i mean we just um as you know neil we just have the most incredible group of people um to work with everyone is is so um passionate and dedicated about what they um do that we're just um yeah we're just trying to um share what we do with um as big an audience as we possibly can Help me a little bit. I, I guess I've never really thought about this or asked it. Um, as far as your uh, continuing education requirements for licensure there in Australia, yeah. it, can it all be done online or do, does some of it need to be done in person? So um, I, I can't specifically comment on all the other states. In in Queensland, we do have to um, demonstrate a, a certain number of CE points um, every three years, and it's a combination of of structured um, points and unstructured points. Um, so it it can certainly um, you can meet all of your requirements on online for sure. That's really convenient. I just we've mm, seen some of that change in my own jurisdiction here. Yes. Things were relaxed certainly during COVID, and they're starting to swing back a little bit. But I'm happy to see that some common sense is prevailing as far as allowing us to do online continuing education and and the types of online um, being allowed is, is really quite nice because just for, you know, you're a busy mom and, and you've got other things and, you know, I'm a solo practitioner and I've got, it's difficult to shut the practice down and go places and just the, the availability of online continuing education has really been great for me, both just from pro- professional development, but for the required things that I need to do too. Absolutely, and um, yeah, that I mean that flexibility is is just so um, so valuable. And I mean uh, that's um, that's the, the the way the world has has gone anyway because of the um, the lockdowns and the difficulty with travelling. I mean, I know I still um, personally also love that um, the connection you get at a um, at a conference and being able to. Um, um, network um, with your with your tribe at a um, at a, a conference. There's certainly that will always be so so valuable. Um, but to be able to to keep your learning um, going um, anywhere anytime um, by online methods is um, is yeah is very um, um, valuable in a our busy lifestyles. Yeah. The and the other thing I'm just thinking of as you're speaking is that. Just the wide variety of, of uh, speaking about CIVT in particular, the, the wide variety of experts that we can 
learn from is just incredible. You know, I would just, you know, I would, uh, the, the international speakers, I would never, uh, most likely have a a chance to see or hear them, uh, if not for CIVT. That's exactly right. Yes. Yeah. We're very fortunate. Any words of advice for someone, uh, uh, veterinarians looking to take a dip into CIVT and, 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 uh, try some things out, things you've observed? Yes, I think that the big thing to start with is just to to join the family, to join the community. We have um, wonderful membership options that mean that you get access to um, uh, discounts on all the the webinars, um, a, a way to connect via um, forums, all of the latest um, research, um, and to to start just dipping your toe in the um, the water with um, the, the different modalities, and that's um, something you can certainly do um, with the, um, the the resources available to you there, and then. Um, Start with one of the the short courses if you're very new to integrative um, veterinary medicine and you're not um, sure which tool is going to be most useful to you. One of the um, the six week courses um, is designed to be just that a, a um, you know a taster um, into that modality to give you enough skills that you can start to implement pra- things into practice um, straight away. And um, I mean, once you start learning. Um, like I mentioned before, you just realize how much you don't know and how much you you want to to know and and um, just yeah, I think you can start small and then it opens up a, a huge world of um, of opportunities to you after that. That's an excellent point. You know, I, I, those essentials courses and those we you know those shorter courses are just such a great introduction. From my standpoint, as someone who plans. Uh, an in-person, uh, in a holistic, the track for a holistic, uh, meeting, um, you know, if I had bring in a speaker for six hours per se, you know, for, for instance, uh, Dr. Falk, uh, our essential oils expert, yes. um, you know, you bring her in for a, a day of lecture, you want to appeal to people that are interested in, in seeing what essential oils are all about, but you also want to, to offer something to utilize her expertise for people that are already using those things. And so it's difficult exactly. to, across the course of a day to give someone who's uh, interested in a taste to give them an, a broad enough exposure, but also appeal to, to folks that have experience. So just these, these short courses, I think are just an excellent, excellent way to uh, explore different things. And I'm so glad that CIVT offers those actually. Yes. And then we, um, our, um, Sarah, our wonderful um, student services associate um, is um, the, the go-to after that. She can, um, talk um you through all of the the different pathways so many opportunities to um to explore different um, modalities it can seem a little overwhelming i do remember that at the start just looking and go oh my goodness i don't know where to start and i remember the um the rto manager at the time kathy just said look just pick one thing that you can that you can do and you can change and um so I, that's why I started with acupuncture you know you can get them um clients in the door and just try one tool and then they um and and then for your clients it opens this amazing world they're like oh wow okay I, I didn't know I had these other um other uh, options so um yeah tr- not to be overwhelmed by the number of modalities even just one tool is going to 
help your your patients but once you've got that one tool you will certainly um want want more that's um um that, that's just what happens <laughs> when you start down that path oh for sure all right so we've covered your uh, extraordinary responsibilities at home and and with work but what do you do when uh, what do you do outside of work if you have time, well, um, life is a, um, a happy chaos of um, uh, children and work mostly. But I, I do love to stay physically fit. I'm very lucky to live in a beautiful part of the world near the um, beach with lots of nature, and I do um, enjoy testing myself with triathlons. Actually, I'm not, I'm not particularly <laughs> competitive, but um, I love that feeling of completing an event and feeling that physical exhaustion knowing I have literally worked every muscle <laughs> in my in my body to um to get through the event so no I, I love to be um, um outdoors um mostly if, if I can um, get away from the computer I'm, I'm straight outside that must uh really tax your organizational skills to be able to get your training in Yes, yes, that's and that's um, what I'm um, certainly navigating at the um, the moment, trying to make sure I block out that time to um, to to keep my body moving because it's it's interesting, isn't it? We spend so much of our job um, educating um, clients on being really holistic with what they do with the lifestyle for their pets that it can be very easy for us when we are so busy to forget all of those things for ourselves, you know, good diet and exercise. And um, I, I do have to remind myself that I need to um, practice what I preach. Good, good thought. Good thought. Well, Nick, thanks very much. It was great uh, hearing your story and getting to know you a little bit better and, and uh, getting a sense of your journey. It's wonderful. Thanks, Neil. Um, I've really enjoyed talking to you today. All right. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye. This podcast is made possible through the generous support of the College of Integrative Veterinary Therapies. ZIVT provides world-leading education in natural medicine, including three accredited postgraduate qualifications, industry-recognized certifications, and a wide range of evidence-based courses and webinars delivered by qualified and experienced practitioners. By bridging cutting-edge science and tradition, CIVT helps you to expand your treatment options to tackle your most challenging cases. And whether you're a veterinarian, veterinary technician or nurse, animal health professional, or someone who wants to learn more, they have the right course for you. Investigate their offerings at civtedu.org. If you're enjoying this podcast, we'd appreciate if you'd take the time to tell a friend and to give us a favorable rating on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for your support. We'll see you next time.